Hi everyone, my name is Claire and I am the host of Spiritual Honesty, the podcast. There's a lot of people that don't know me, but if you're listening, I wanted to share a little backstory of why I started this podcast. Spiritual Honesty, the podcast is a podcast that I started to have the difficult, the unconventional the liberating, the awakening, and the healing conversations. And this can be truly anything. But the main core of this is to tackle issues around mental health, especially childhood traumas, and issues around spiritual awakening. I'll start by talking a little bit about mental health and childhood traumas. I am an African child. (laughs) I am a Ugandan and... I'm a millennial at that. Personally, my growing up experience was not pleasant. And I can say that right now because I have fully accepted and believed that the way I grew up was not pleasant. The way my parents and my guardians showed up for me was not enough. And this does not mean that I discredit their efforts. I see them, I love them, I appreciate them, but they were not enough. And when I say they were not enough is, as a child, I was beaten, badly, strangled, spat on, cursed, boxed. I would not hear any words of love or reassurance because my mother believed that when a child is reassured they they don't turn out to be humble and so in her pursuit to teach us humility she constantly discredited us she made subtle jokes she made comments about the way we looked that were not pleasant and that that was her way of keeping us humble you know and there was nothing pleasant about that as a child I was not listened to. I never had an opinion as a child. And I know myself because I see myself as an adult right now. I have a lot of opinions. As as a child, I was silenced a lot. I would never be allowed to have opinions. And this taught me to stop talking, to shut down and to just keep my opinions in my head. As a child, I had guardians who, in trying to support my mother or my parents at that, um, in trying to support my parents to bring up a good child, a socially good child, they also joined forces to beat me. And so my entire childhood was full of me being beaten, me being bullied, me being um, you know, talked down on and everything. And then I had my teenage years also being full of the same. If I didn't have opinions as a child, I did not have opinions as a teenager. I'm an adult now and um, everything had to come trembling down. Everything had to fall back on me because eventually I had to face the reality of my brokenness. And the hardest thing about this is or was that I did not allow myself to feel my brokenness to the core because the words that were told to me as a child were still ringing in my head and every time I felt depressed, stressed, suicidal, I was telling myself that it's not that bad. It's not that bad. They're my parents and they meant well. They're my parents and they loved me. 
And this meant that I did also allow myself for a long time to feel my feelings, to actually accept what I was feeling. I gaslit myself so much that anytime I felt depressed, I would shame myself. And I would tell myself I cannot be depressed because I'm seeking attention. No one was telling me, Claire, you're seeking attention. I was telling myself that I was seeking attention. And this for me meant that any single time that I was depressed, I could not talk about it with anyone because I was already judging myself. Ultimately, I thought everybody was judging me. Eventually, when I started dating, it became a little harder because I can see it now. Back then, I couldn't, but I was only attracting people that absolutely wanted nothing to do with me. I had been growing up, especially at campus, when I got a little bit of freedom, I experienced the bubbly, free, lovely person that I was. And that's the person that I brought into a lot of my relationships. And eventually that person also shut down because, again, I was judging myself for being bubbly, being loud, being out there, talking, because that's not humble. Humble is sitting quiet and wait to be picked and wait to be chosen, to give an answer, to take a job, to have this boyfriend, to go for a coffee or to go anywhere. I could not hang out without my friends approving of it. And, you know, it's so funny because they could not see it. I was just happy to go anywhere with them. I was like, okay, happy go girl. But it was because they chose that. I would never sit in my house and want to go anywhere by myself what no that was not humble so my relationships were hard i did struggle a lot with speaking up when when i felt disrespected when someone did when my boyfriend did something wrong to me or talked to me in a rude way that was okay it's something i was used to if if my parents the people that have to love me unconditionally did it no, everyone else can talk to me like that. And I'm not going to see it as bad because that's something I'm used to, except that it did not make me feel good. But also I'm used to not expressing my feelings or not even feeling my feelings for sure, gaslighting myself. So for me, speaking up or questioning was not an option. I would tell that I feel bad. I will tell them that I feel bad and they'll make up some, you know, excuse or whatever. And then I would stay. And so for so many years, I kept running from one relationship to another, finding similar characteristics in different bodies. My last one was when I met this extremely handsome man. And, uh, you know, we started dating. We went on for a while. I saw him for about three years or two or so years. I guess three. Um. We had a baby and that experience is the one that opened my eyes to what was happening. And in the moment, I didn't even realize it, but I clung on to that relationship like I was dying with it, like I was meant to die with it. I'm a woman, you know, I have to wait for everything. I clung on to that relationship and... 
chose not to let go even when all signs even when all my friends his friends too would tell me that's it like girl go this is just not going to work you know they could see the things that he was doing behind my back or the way he was talking about me behind my back or even talking to me in front of everybody which they saw as disrespectful i wasn't seeing anything as disrespectful how can i see anything as disrespectful and i remember the day that i left him i don't know i just remember feeling like you're beautiful you're amazing you don't deserve this you deserve someone who can see you for who you are and that's the amazing person you are and i don't know where those words came from but that was it that for me was my cue to start looking into myself and i didn't even know what that meant but as i started the journey of looking into myself I found a lot of buried trauma, a lot of buried bad experiences, a lot of issues that I put aside. And the first couple of months into my single life now as a second time single mother was I obviously buried myself in work. I got a second job. I enrolled for a leadership program that I had to pay for. Um I was just moving. I was just moving. And I remember in that leadership program when one of the exercises we had to do was to do like a life story. We had to do like a life map of of our journeys since birth and so we had to like do this road map of okay zero years up to this age now i was 27 at the time and and i looked at my life map and i could see that from when i was 21 i have never had a break in life it's like one thing after another one thing after another like from when i was 21 i got pregnant then i started working then i started a business then i started working then then you know boyfriend from boyfriend then another baby i don't stop and when now we had to do the vision board for what we wanted moving forward i remember putting that i wanted to heal and that i wanted to slow down I really wanted to slow down. And slowing down can be so hard when you're a single mother of two children, but I did. I left one of the jobs which was also traumatizing. I left one of the jobs. I started therapy. I texted this friend of mine, a childhood friend, and I said, "Hey, I need to talk to you." And my friend was like, "Okay." Yeah, for sure. Let's 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 meet up. And then I didn't talk to them again. Um he tried reaching out. I refused to pick up because now I was out of it. I can't talk about my feelings. What are you saying? Am I trying to get attention? So no, I did not talk to him at all. 
and so he sent me a message saying hey if you can talk to me i think you can talk to this person he booked for me a session with a therapist counselor i guess not a therapist i dressed up and i went and i saw this person and i sat down with her and she said tell me what's going on and i told her everything i told her how i was feeling i told her what was happening in my life it was a relationship at that time but i just blurted out things and i'd been in therapy before <laughs> but this is the first time where i did not try to control how the session went in my previous therapy sessions i was controlling information that i was giving and i don't think my therapist was smart enough to pick up on that <sighs> i told this woman everything and she told me that doesn't sound healthy the relationship you are in and i was like what do you mean you know and she told me to just google to go and read about unhealthy relationships emotionally abusive relationships narcissism and the sort and i did i went back home and i googled and that was the most eye opening situation for me because it was like my relationship had been documented from the beginning to the end my experience was in an article my experience was in a book my experience was there and i was reading it and i can't begin to tell you how hurtful that was looking i surely can't begin to tell you how hurtful that was looking back for sure it was enlightening but it was hurtful in the moment and since that time i've spent the last couple of months a year or so just trying to heal and figure out who i am who i am supposed to be without any other person's influence the level or the amount of work that i have done through discovering how my childhood experiences have greatly affected my relationships as an adult greatly affected my work as an adult greatly affected my relationship to myself as an adult is too much because i hated myself i had zero love for myself and that's why i was putting myself in situations that were not working for me because i did not love myself to the core and how do i expect anyone else to love me when i don't love myself that enabled me to forgive the people in my life because i was angry at them when ultimately i am angry at myself healing has enabled me to unpack every single experience that i buried every experience that i shoved down deep so it doesn't come out healing has enabled me to see how damaged i was as a child and how this needs to be worked on i am a mother and i am i'm a mental health enthusiast and so i was very conscious about not damaging my kids i was very conscious about loving my kids and showing up for them and just ensuring that they do not experience what i experienced that they get to have healthy childhoods 
you know adding therapy and loving myself and healing to that has enabled me to be an even better parent and i'm so proud of myself for that healing my childhood traumas has also helped me to be extremely accountable for the parts that i played in the different movies in the different scenes with different people with different characters to recognize areas where i was the toxic one to recognize the parts where i projected my fears my insecurities my weaknesses to another person and that level of accountability has helped me to have some grace for myself but also for the people around me the reason why i've shared that is I've sat with so many people because now we are the age where we are creating our own families. I've sat with so many people that believe that they turned out okay even with the way they were raised. I was beaten, I turned out fine. My father did this, I turned out fine. And those people continue to pass on to this trauma and this way of thinking to the newer generation, to the children now. and that breaks my heart. I think the reason why I'm doing this podcast in the, around the area of mental health is so I can heal selfishly, I know, but also that maybe one person or maybe two people that listen to this can also recognize within themselves what may not be going right, might recognize their own brokenness within the damage they have within and work on it and drop the trauma and end the trauma and be so intentional about raising healthy children that have their own opinions on the other hand when it comes to spiritual awakening i have discovered that i am a deeply spiritual person and my spirituality stems from a long time i'm a twin so as a child I had this deep connection to my twin brother who passed when when we were born on the day we were born he passed but I've seen him in my dreams I have seen him at every stage of my life when I'm 8 years I see him when he's 8 years when I'm 9 years I see him when he's 9 years and I'm 17 I see him when he's 17 and now I'm 29 I've also had an opportunity to see him as a 29 year old and that's such a blessing I love that I get to do my life with my brother he loves me and I love him and that is so beautiful I would do therapy I will journal, I will meditate, I'll go and see that psychic, I'll go to church. Okay, not to church anymore, but like I will do anything that gives life meaning. I question, I want to read into things, you know. So, I I have visited, you know, this psychic friend of mine for a couple of readings. We are very close now. I think she's my spiritual teacher now. And I love that so much because she's so gentle and so badass. But she has been with me all through this journey. And when I was going through my separation from my partner and the struggles that I went through, you know, the custody battles, the constant fighting, the co-parenting which was really hard and now adjusting to the new life for both for me and you know both of my children 
she's told me Claire what you're going through is spiritual awakening you're not depressed but you're going through a spiritual awakening and I believe that because I've gone through what we call the dark night of the soul where everything is just in a downward spiral and I couldn't feel myself anymore I had this experience where I felt like my body from neck down was on the other side and my head was just hanging a little bit above it just so I can put food for my kids on the table just so I can go to work that I don't lose my job just so I can be able to function a little bit because of course I had nothing else but I felt myself die I felt myself I felt my world stop I stared at pills just for this to end because the pain was so much and eventually I came out of it but the reason why I want to tackle spiritual awakening is that a lot of symptoms or signs of spiritual awakening can definitely look like depression and that means that the approach to the truth of what is happening can be misled or misunderstood when it's a depression you know you would require you know a lot of therapy you'd require a lot of exercise you'd require a lot of grounding you'd require a lot of mindfulness you'd require antidepressants you'd require all that a spiritual awakening would require similar things but it's different i know that a lot of people out there have had their spiritual awakenings have gone through the deepest holes of darkness but they don't truly understand what their experiences are and so validation for that can become a bit hard a lot of people have experienced divorces losses of a loved one children losses of a job significant losses that could easily drive you to your death you know because you're worried now how you're going to survive what's going to happen your life is changing and that's exactly what spiritual awakening does it just breaks removes every single attachment that you had to something just to show you just for you to wake up and see the reality of the world that you're living in and and that's one of the things that i want this podcast to address and so we shall invite speakers mental health practitioners child development experts to have the conversation around mental health and childhood traumas we shall also invite people that have experienced firsthand mental health issues the effects of childhood trauma and how they have navigated them and how their lives look like right now how their healing journeys are going and the purpose of this is so that any person going through something similar can relate and do something the purpose of this is so that we can trigger healing in people one by one that people can be able to see that they are damaged and they know they can work on it because it's okay because these conversations are now normal to have 
because this podcast exists and many others and finally for spiritual awakening we shall invite spiritual teachers healers people who have had their own spiritual awakening to just describe their journey we shall explore african spirituality buddhism um you know mediumship ndes for those that have had them we shall explore everything just to get to the bottom of this and just support people into their own awakening stages we shall talk about drugs we shall talk about high frequency drugs we shall talk about black ships of the family we shall talk about divorce we shall talk about relationships we shall talk about narcissism we shall talk about abortion we shall talk about every single unpleasant experience that people have had to normalize life to normalize our experiences so thank you for walking the journey with me thank you for going through and listening to my mind and my brain i look forward to hosting many of you i look forward to reaching many of you i look forward to hearing your feedback i look forward to all the amazing people that i will meet and i'm so excited to go on this journey and support a collective healing a collective enlightenment of the world with blessings and with love my name is claire thank you for listening bye